This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, listeners. This episode is sponsored by italki. It's difficult to improve your fluency in English on your own, but you don't need to do it on your own. You can use italki to get some speaking time or English lessons with a native speaker and build your English in the most natural way possible by using it to communicate. And uh, italki are offering all of my listeners a free voucher worth 100 italki credits when you buy some lessons. To get that offer, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click one of their logos on my website. Okay, now here's a new episode and here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. How are you doing out there in podcast land? I hope you're doing all right. Here's a new episode, and this one sees the return of the pod pals Amber Minogue and Paul Taylor, which means that the talkative trio are reunited on the podcast once more. Uh, Time was pretty tight for this conversation because Paul was working to a very strict schedule on the day that it was recorded, which was yesterday in my flat. As you will hear, Paul arrives a little bit late because he was having lunch with some TV industry people and then he has to leave before the end of the recording to be interviewed on the radio because he's so hot right now in the world of showbiz. Um, Amber has also been very busy recently doing various things, including writing and rehearsing a play. So it's been hard to get the three of us in a room together all at the same time. As a result, this episode was arranged at the last minute and the conversation was completely unplanned. All I wanted to do was to catch up with the two of them and ask them the usual question, what have you been doing? Um, So you will hear that things carry on quite rapidly and there are plenty of the usual tangents, those moments when the topic suddenly goes off in a different direction. It might be hard for you to follow, so to help you keep up, here is a basic summary of the main things that we talk about. And you'll find these notes that I'm reading from here in this introduction written on the page for this episode, including some words that you might hear in the conversation, but you don't know. Um, Like if you hear certain words and you're like, what's that? Oh, what's that? I, I don't know that word. Check the notes on the website. You might find that those words are actually written there. Um, you might want to check out these notes to see any words you've missed and to check their spellings and things like that, okay? So here's a rundown of the uh, things that you're going to hear in this conversation just to try and make it a little bit easier for you. And here's some background music while we're doing it. All right. So first of all... Amber tells me about the play for children that she's been working on with our friend, James Simpson. Paul then arrives, 
you hear the buzzer buzzing, the door buzzer buzzing, and he comes in carrying a bag containing a new iPhone 7, still in its box, which he collected from the shop earlier in the day. It's a present which all his friends bought for him a few months ago for his 30th birthday, organised by his lovely girlfriend. We all chipped in some money and got him a new iPhone. Not bad. We're, we're good friends. <laughs> Amber tells us some more things about her play, including how it contains a few slapstick moments, meaning some funny scenes of fairly violent physical comedy involving a first aid box and some marshmallows. Apparently, at one point in the play, James hits Amber over the head with the first aid box. By the way, a first aid box is a box that contains basic medical supplies for administering first aid. That's why it's called a first aid box. It contains things like plasters, bandages, antiseptic, tiny scissors, and maybe some other things that no one really understands. Also in the play, they fight over a marshmallow, which Amber wants to dip into her tea. And this leads us to talk about dipping things into cups of tea, like marshmallows and biscuits, which then causes us to talk about what you put in your tea when you've run out of milk, which actually happened to Paul the other day. His solution was to use whipped cream as a substitute. Whipped cream is, whipped cream is that stuff that comes in a kind of a can and, you know, you squirt it out of a can. That's whipped cream. And that leads me to ask the question of whether you really can put cream in tea. And we agree that you can definitely put cream in coffee, especially a particular type of coffee which is served with with whipped cream on top, which in France is called a café viennois, which I think translates as a Viennese coffee or a coffee from Vienna. And that causes me to ask what they call a Viennese coffee in, in Vienna speculating that they might just call it a coffee, which leads to a similar question about the French phrase creme anglaise, which which translates literally as English cream. But in the UK, we just call it custard. Are you following this? Are you managing to keep up with this? I hope so. This is meant to be the explanation to help you deal with the uh, conversation later on. So custard. I then ask Paul and Amber to explain to you, my audience, what custard is. And Paul suggests that instead of us explaining it at great length, you could just Google it. I then remind Amber and Paul that it's necessary to explain some words sometimes, like, for example, the word custard, because this is Luke's English podcast, and it's probably a good idea to explain words sometimes. This then prompts Amber to comment on the way that I seem to choose to explain words fairly randomly in my episodes, like when I recently spent quite a lot of time explaining the word flea in a recent conversation I had with my dad on this podcast. We then go back to talking about food and we talk about typical English puddings which can be served with custard, including crumble, sticky toffee pudding and the oddly named spotted dick. I refer to spotted dick as a dessert, which causes Amber to comment that it's actually the wrong choice of word, and that I should say that it's a pudding, not a dessert. This brings up the slightly confusing and long-running debate about the correct choice of words to describe certain things in Britain, especially in relation to the dinner table. This all relates to British rules of etiquette and uh, language in polite society, perhaps relating to French vocabulary that we sometimes use in English. We don't talk about this very clearly, and it might be a bit confusing for you. 
And really, the whole subject of the rules of British etiquette and social class deserves an episode of its own. But nevertheless, in order to clear it up a little bit, here is a quote from a book called Watching the English by Kate Fox. Kate Fox is a social commentator who writes about social behaviour in England. And Watching the English is a good book that explains many things about English life. And this is what Kate has to say about the words pudding and dessert in English. Oh, and by the way, both these words are used to refer generally to sweet food which is served after the main course. You have the starter, then the main course, and then the pudding or dessert. And your choice of the word pudding or dessert seems to depend on your level of class. And apparently, according to upper class culture, the word dessert is vulgar. And so this is what Kate Fox wrote about, uh, about this in her book. She wrote, The upper middle class and upper classes insist that the sweet course at the end of the meal is called the pudding, never the sweet or afters or dessert, all of which are déclassé and unacceptable. So according to upper class et- etiquette, Pudding is the correct term for the sweet course that sometimes comes at the end of the meal. Fine. Amber seems to think that this is because the word dessert is of French origin, but I'm not sure. By the way, in some places, for example in France or in Japan, pudding is a specific kind of dish. For example, in Japan, pudding is a sort of caramel or custard cream dish. But in the UK, it just means the sweet course at the end of the meal and can include all kinds of things like cakes, pies, ice cream, trifle, eaten mess, bread and butter pudding, or even jelly. For example, you might say, what's for pudding? You know, what's for pudding? Oh, we're having cake, for example. Hopefully it's cake, because cake is obviously the the best uh, thing in the universe. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, cake is the best thing in the universe. That's a fact. All right. I'm getting completely sidetracked because I'm multitasking because the music turned off and I'm now trying to find some more music to have in the background. Here we go. All right. All right. So, um, so what's for pudding? Now, I try to explain all of this, but I can't manage it. Instead, I end up saying, this is Tangent City when I realised that we keep going off on mad tangents and it's probably quite confusing for the audience. That's you. Our talk of pudding then causes us to start talking about Pudong, an area in Shanghai, and specifically the Pudong River in Shanghai. Paul tells us a little bit about that, and then there are a couple of references to the slightly rude-sounding English words poo and dong before things settle down a bit And we start talking about Paul's recent showbiz news, including how he's going to be interviewed on a radio station called We FM later in the afternoon. So we go from poo to we in just a few sentences. At one point, Paul nearly uses quite a clever word, the word concise. But then he doesn't use it, preferring instead to choose a more simple way of putting things using the least words possible which actually means, like that's actually a synonym of the word concise. Are you still following this, ladies and gentlemen? There will be a test at the end. There won't really. It's just a joke. So, we then talk about responses to Paul's recent videos, including a few YouTube comments and some criticism he received from a very serious person in an email. The, the criticism was in the email, not the person. You can't put a person in an email, not e- even a serious person. Uh, things then get quite geeky 
when I start talking about cameras and microphones and the challenges of capturing good audio when you're recording videos. And there's some talk of different types of microphone, including boom mics, lapel mics, dynamic mics and shotgun mics. But then Amber decides it's all getting a bit too geeky and we move on to something else. We make plans to hang out again on Thursday on the set of Paul's TV show while they're doing some filming and we decide to record a podcast while we're there. So that might be an upcoming episode. It might be a podcast outside on some kind of TV film set. TV film set? Does that make sense? TV set or film set. Yes. Um, Following on from my recent episodes about accents, I ask Paul and Amber what their accents are and what they think my dad's accent is. And we talk about that for a little bit, and then Amber declares her love for my dad. Apparently she loves him. Um, Then Paul has to go for his radio interview on We FM. That's We, the French We. O-U-I. We meaning yes. So Paul has to go for his interview on We FM, and he leaves. And Amber and I carry on and talk a bit more about her play before having a massive conversation about Christmas, which will probably be uploaded in a forthcoming episode. So, I hope that that helps you understand what you're about to hear from the tangential trio in this conversation. But now, without any further explaining, here is that conversation as it actually happened. And here is, indeed, a certain jingle which I'm trying to find on my computer because I'm, rec- I'm doing this all live. Um, here is the Amber and Paul jingle coming up right now. Here it is. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on another podcast. Paul's a very funny boy. His laugh I very much enjoy. Amber's got a lovely voice. If I could choose an accent, hers will be my choice. Yeah. Okay. Right, so Amber's with me. Hello, Amber. How are you doing? Hi, Luke. I'm good. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Have, have you been busy today? Very busy. Really? What's, yes. What's going on? I am rehearsing. I have a play on Wednesday, ah. which is in two days, Yes. Um, which I've been working on for a really long time with James, who's been on this podcast a number of times, Yeah. talking about football, probably. Yeah, football and would you rather... Oh yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So we've been we wrote a play, and for this for the school I work in, yes. it's bilingual school, and it's their Christmas play, and it is Wednesday. Right, two days. In two days. Are you ready? Yes, we are. We are, <laughs> but it's you know we're sort of pretending we've not done it before. But it's a completely new play, so there's right. no idea if it will work. So we're sort of talking to my like sofa and saying like, oh hello, and you know because it's for children primary age, yeah. so the they're from sort of five till ten okay so we're expecting them to laugh so right. we've got lots of sort of pause for laughter hopefully <laughs> <laughs> moments <laughs> um so it's completely original yes okay so, and, and you've never performed it before no have you done plays for kids before oh good question um i mean i've done lots of plays before yes yes well james and i met at the same theater school right at jacques lecoq and um, and th- there's a lot of playing there. Have yeah. I done it for children? No, not really. But, but I've done lots of theatre for children. Okay. Like drama. I do drama workshops and clubs and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, the two of you both are involved in sort of theatre workshops for kids, teaching yeah. drama to children. Yeah. 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 Are, you, are they bilingual kids or are they French kids? These kids are bilingual kids. So it's nice and easy 
hopefully they'll understand everything. Yeah. But obviously with any play, you need to sort of slow it down a bit so that yeah. the kids get it. And they're also a bit slow. They're only five and oh, right. six. They're not, they're not that thought, quick. I thought you meant they were a bit stupid. Maybe. I don't know. Well, no, I- they're not stupid. They're good. They're all good. But um, we obviously don't want to just do it for these kids. Yes. Otherwise, we're not going to oh, get any money. That'll be Paul Taylor. That'll be let Paul me, Taylor. Let, let him in. Yeah, I'm going to let him in. Luke, Luke is battling his way to the door. He is getting over there. He's opened it up. Paul Taylor is in the house. Hello. Hello. Hello, Luke's English podcast people. I actually arrived on time. It's just that Luke's lift takes half an hour to come up the stairs. He's been waiting down there for about 25 minutes, (laughs) waiting for the lift. The door, it's the door of the lift. The door takes about a decade to close. To shut, I know. Actually, when I got the lift up, I thought maybe I should have sent it down for you, but I didn't. Yeah, that's. I, that would have been thoughtful, but I already I thought about it. I'd already left. Okay, well, great. So, okay, the the the. Uh, He's got his Christmas presents. I know. I got no. I got my birthday <laughs> present two months later. Uh, nice. What? Check it out. Yeah. Yay. iPhone seven. iPhone seven. So all right, so Paul has just turned up and he's got a goodie bag. It's like Santa has it's like arrived. Santa's arrived, but it's just for me. He said that he couldn't get here on time because yeah. he was doing something important. This is what you were doing: no, buying was, an iPhone. No, no, no. I was doing. Uh, I was doing other stuff. I, I, the iPhone I picked up this morning uh, from uh, my friend uh, uh, Adam. I don't know if you you met Adam yes. at my birthday, yes. at my actual birthday, right. which was two months ago. Right. Um, and was this the official this birthday? Is, this is the, this is the, well because the time that the iPhone was out of stock and uh, you know we're all bit lazy because uh, Addy had organised a canyot a thing yeah. uh, and thank you for contributing if you did I, don't know if, yeah, I, I think you did yeah yeah I th- did I? I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. I, I feel like you did. I tried to, yeah. I've got to take a photo because I was like and she was like you've got to thank people I'm like I will thank them with a photo of me on the on, new iPhone and being yeah. like, hey, I just got my new iPhone, everyone. Thanks for contributing. So I just got it today. That's, okay, uh, well, happy birthday for, for a couple of months thanks ago. Thanks very much. Yeah. It's good to be here. So, Amber and Paul are back on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, jingle, jingle. <laughs> we, were just, we were just talking about uh, what Amber's been doing. She's been uh, preparing for this play, which uh, is yeah. happening on Wednesday. With James. Where's James? He's teaching this afternoon. He's um, gone off. And we were, we've exhausted ourselves. Okay. There's, really? Well, there's all sorts of... It's a bit slapstick. I get he knocks me unconscious and get thrown around quite a lot in this play. I he, think he knocks you unconscious and you get thrown around a lot. It sounds uh, sounds quite violent. Yeah, it sounds it's like well, a. It's not. It's a bit pantoy, isn't it? Panto, yeah. right? Okay. Well, we're gonna have to explain. I, I wasn't sure that was allowed nowadays. What knocking around? Well, f- knocking around women just for stage value. I, well, it is in our play. Okay, good. Yeah, they break well, the glad. rules. <laughs> they break the rules in in uh, the their rules play. For the kids. Yeah, because kids, you know, we've got kids. to lead by example. Yeah, exactly. You got to show the kids what real life is like, right? Yeah, exactly. Punches is- me around the face a couple of times. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, he hits me accidentally with the first aid box, which means that I, well, you know he hits me accidentally. Like we hit heads against each other. So. All right, so he, wait, he, you accidentally hit each other. We, we have an argument about a marshmallow, and then... Um, right. As you do, and then we accidentally bang heads when we both try and pick something up together, which okay. causes me to have a nosebleed. I sit down, he looks for the first aid box, he finds it, and in a big gesture, knocks me around the face with it. I fall off the table, and he gets a bit confused because he can't see me anymore, and then I sort of make a groaning noise, and when and it frightens him, and he hits me again... With the first aid box, right. knocking me unconscious. That's the great. irony of, of of using the first aid box as a weapon, yes. yeah. even accidentally. Yes, exactly. And so, um, is this uh, is this uh, it's written from scratch, right? It's not based on another play. Exactly, we wrote it 
we wrote it from scratch. And that's part of the problem because we keep tinkering with it. Mm -hmm. Like the marshmallow scene, we have been changing that marshmallow scene for months, it feels like. What was the decision behind the marshmallows? Why did you cho choose to <laughs> include marshmallows? Is that is that significant? The, ma the marshmallow scene is we are, we're postmen. That's the theme of the play. We're okay. getting the letters ready to send to Santa. Right. We're not efficient postmen. We keep sort of messing up. And uh, while we should be doing our work, we have a cup of tea. Right. We're English yeah. <laughs> and we want to have a little biscuit, but biscuits break and get really messy. And so we chose a marshmallow instead. There's only oh. one marshmallow left. And the scene is just us trying to like trick each other to get it back and forth. I see. From each other's So you're grasp. trying to steal the marshmallow, the last marshmallow. Yes. Have you ever dipped a marshmallow in tea before? Um, no. Do, do have you? Do you do that? Do you dip no. marshmallows? What, what I did this I'll tell you what I did this morning, which is probably similar to that. Okay. There's no milk in the fridge. Oh no! No milk in the fridge for the tea in the morning. Oh, God. Oh, no. What do you do, Luke? Uh, well, just don't have just just sit down and start crying. Okay. <laughs> what do you do, Amber? I actually have tea without milk. You have tea without milk. <laughs> I'm a I went one better. I had tea with whipped cream. Oh! <laughs> there was whip I opened the fridge. There was no milk, but there was a bit right. of uh, whipped cream. That's it's actually delicious. That's delicious. <laughs> it's actually tea it's with the whipped sweet. cream. But it's delicious. You don't, Sorry, norm I... you don't normally do that, right? I mean, you wouldn't normally put cream. Would you put cream in milk? I've, I've done it before. Yeah. Cream in milk. Yeah. I think. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> cream in tea. But you can put cream in coffee. Yeah. That's oh, the yes. type of coffee, you know, when they, they call cream it coffee. a special coffee, like a, so Americans a, a Café Viennois or something. Café coffee with whipped cream. Yum. There's a special name for it, which, mm. uh, you know. Oh, yeah, it is a Café Viennois. Viennois. Uh, yeah, That's so, what yeah. they call it a in France. A Viennese coffee. Yeah. Okay. And it's with whipped cream. So yeah. why not tea? Why should right. coffee it's, it's get all the... Nice. So they call it the, in France, they call a coffee with whipped cream on top a Viennese coffee. Mm. So it, I suppose in Vienna, they just call it a coffee. Is I'll tell you what. I'm going to Vienna next weekend. I, bet they don't. I think a coffee in Vienna is just an espresso. So why are the French calling it a Viennese coffee then? Yeah, why, do why do the French call, call it creme anglaise? Creme anglaise, exactly. What, what do they call creme anglaise? Custard. Custard. What's custard? English cream. <laughs> <laughs> so it's creme anglaise. Creme anglaise. It's, but it's, custard is a sort of a yellow, sweet, hot uh, sauce that you serve with uh, certain types of pudding. This is Luke's <laughs> English podcast, right? Certain things have to be explained, remember? <laughs> They the could way. just Wikipedia. in the most non-sexual <laughs> no, way possible. I they love could, the yes. way you'll talk and talk and talk and talk and it'll be really complicated and then someone will say, flea, a flea in his ear. Right. And then you'll go into great lengths about what a flea is. Well, like one small thing yeah, is explained. Well, yeah, because um, yeah, one small, fairly in, uh, insignificant detail, sometimes, yeah, there's a lot to be uh, gained from, from that. Because you've got like a very high context situation, like talking to my dad about, you know, Brexit. Everything. And this, this context that everyone's sort of fairly fairly clued up about the context so the little words they don't understand there's no headlines about custard right now so or, yeah you have to uh, so, yeah you do have to <laughs> sometimes you have to explain it sometimes these little details have to be explained you know well maybe other people don't have custard because what they call creme anglaise isn't we, really custard exactly we translate it as custard but it's not it's a much thinner soggier wishy-washy version but wait a minute right the thing is right my, my listeners are now 
going, oh, this is fun. Amber and Paul and Luke are talking about <laughs> something. But wait a minute, what's custard? We still Google need it. To, no, don't. This just, isn't an educational podcast. This is, we're just here to talk. Okay, <laughs> it's my job to maintain certain educational standards. Uh, okay, uh, around here. So sorry, yeah. you're right. They could, they could just pause the podcast and Wikipedia it, but they don't even know how to spell custard. Mm. So they, you know, it's it's our job to just sort of smooth it, not things to be confused over a bit. with the Spanish custardo. What's that? What's that? It's the same. I was just is it the same thing? Being stupid, okay. and it's and it would be Italian anyway. So what the hell is custard? It's a. It's well, you described you just, it. It's a hot just, yellow sauce, mm-hmm. which you have, <laughs> which you have with pudding. Which is a sweet hot yellow sauce. It's sort of vanilla flavour, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's made from eggs, and you. Um, it's really nice with like a crumble, like an apple crumble, mm. and a little bit of custard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Or a chocolate. A chocolate pudding, right. some sort of chocolate thing with custard, or mm. or a sticky toffee pudding, sticky mm. toffee That's pudding, or a no. spotted dick, spotted dick, mm. which is the most ridiculous name for a pudding. It's incredible, ever. isn't it? What how is, do we how do we get away with that? I don't know. I don't think we have got away with it. <laughs> I think we have spotted Don't dick. We? But spotted dick. So spot, spotted dick is a British dessert, or maybe an e- maybe even a pudding. A, an English pudding. Don't uh, call it dessert. That's vulgar. Is it? What's wrong mm. with calling it dessert? Any French words. That's vulgar. Apparently. Really? Is this is dessert a French word? Yes. yes. So wait a minute. Why is that? <laughs> well, I don't know. Why is that vulgar? I don't well, it's French. an old fashioned thing. You know that there are there's quite a lot of switch between English and French. Yeah. But there are words which you know you just mustn't use. It's considered like pardon. Like or, if someone says something and you don't hear them, you should sh- say sorry. Or, yeah. Okay. Not pardon. Why and not? You should say well because pardon is French and not. English. So what you're saying is when you're speaking English, you shouldn't speak French. Yes. <laughs> Does that apply to other languages too? Are you not allowed to use, let's say, sort of Chinese words as well? I don't know. But I mean, English is made up of a million different words stolen from other people. So I don't know why they've got this random rule about French words. I guess what you're talking about is rules of etiquette and rules of politeness and stuff, right? Yes. It's a sort of old fashioned snobby thing. There's some rule book that was written by someone which says you shouldn't use these old... Fr- but I thought that some of the French words were the more posh, sophisticated they words. Are. I don't know. Like, the, I think that these things are up for debate. But well, For example, like serviette. Yes. Mustn't say that. You mustn't say serviette. Napkin. You should say napkin instead. Even things like mirror. Mirror? Looking glass. Oh, come on. Well, I'm just saying, that's what that's that's the rule. Incredible. Perfume, mustn't say that. What do you say? Scent. Scent? Yes. No, Cologne. That's, Cologne. That's ridiculous though, just, isn't it? The, I don't think it makes any sense, but this these exist. So what are the posh French words? Uh, well, all of them, aren't they? Because most, most yeah. French words, when like you use them... Like perturbated... Perturbed, what? <laughs> whatever it is, I don't know. I just made it up. Perturbed, perturbé. I'm perturbed. I think, I think mm. often when you use that's a, f- a posh word in English. If you say that in English, people will go, "Oh, hello, he's very educated." Mm. Yeah. It's true because there's so many French words in English. I don't know why some have been chosen to be mean. I've never heard this. On. I've never heard this myth. That I, so- I, I think it's arbitrary if it, when people are starting to use these rules about whether certain words which have a French origin are like not right or not acceptable or not appropriate that's just arbitrary yeah, isn't hashtag it? Brexit that's why it's like well we don't want to be part of Europe we don't want to use your language either anymore yeah I, I don't know but mm. it's but this actually Amber oh this is Tangent City I know <laughs> we, we've gone off from your play oh. no but hold on there's, 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 there's a big debate about whether a pudding is a dessert like because pudding pff, 
Is it a type of Don't dessert? Is it a type of dessert though, or is it just? Oh my goodness! The, the name for the end of the meal. Don't this thing. get me started. Pudding is a generic word for you know what you have at the That's end of the meal. That's what I say. In France, the French have convinced that pudding, pudding. is a specific dessert. Type, it's yeah. wrong. Not they just wrong. in France, in Japan as well. What? They have the word pudding, and that's a very specific form of uh, of dessert. Like the way in, you know, in France, pudding is like a sort of uh, trifle or, or mm. a blancmange or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Similar in Japan, they have and pudding. in Shanghai. They have pudong, which is an area in <laughs> Shanghai. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> pudong. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's O N G instead of I N G. Pudong. Pudong. Okay. If it's uh, you know it's a little, little it's. Shanghai is incredible. Like, if you look at photos from 15 years ago, the area that's now called Pudong is flat, like marshland or okay. like farmland. And then now it's where all the big. If you ever see a skyline of of Shanghai, and you've got the the tower that's got like a a bull in it, like the Pearl Tower, or whatever it's yeah. called. That's that that whole area is called Pudong. It's like the it's like the Canary Wharf. Okay. So what did it used to be called Pudong as well? Yeah, Pudong means, uh, it sounds rude, but it, it actually means, I think it's east of the river, because it's east of the river, and then there's Poo something else. <sighs> the, the river's called the River Poo. Really? Yeah. The river- there's a, they have a river of Poo? The river's called River Poo. I oh. think so. So people in China will tell me if it's wrong, but I'm, I'm not going to look it up. But I, I believe, I'm just going to go with the fact that the river is called the River Poo, or it's called the River Dong. <laughs> And, but I know that Pudong means something to do with the river. It means east of the river or west of the river. To be fair, both, both of those of words are quite rude, aren't yeah. they? Because Poo, obviously, we, we all know we all know what Poo means. <laughs> and Dong. And Dong. Well, what's, what's a Dong? Easy. It's something. It's a, it's uh, a penis. It's a penis. Let's just get straight Let's down to it. it. It's a penis, isn't it? Yeah. Um, interesting. So they have Poo Pudong River. Pudong River. Yeah. Okay. Can can I just this? We're ob- <laughs> As usual, we've gone off the rails. Obviously, we're very excited because the three of us are here uh, on the podcast, and there's not much time because no. we've got a time limit on this one. Yeah. Why but- do we have a time limit on this one? Ah, uh, I'm just busy, uh, unfortunately. Like. Unfortunately, this, this, oh, well, the unfortunately, modesty. yeah. Come unfortunately, for, for for Luke's English podcast listeners who who like to listen to the three of us banter. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've I've got another meeting uh, oh, yeah. at, at, at four p.m. I've got a, a radio you thing called a, from for Wee FM. You're on the radio. Wee FM. Yeah. Tell us about all your busyness, Paul. Uh, busyness, busyness. I can't even remember the last time we spoke. What was happening the last time we spoke? Like, what did I? What, what was? I got, uh, I got the info. Got the date. Just not to repeat the same old. Well, Cram- okay. No. The last the last time that you were on this podcast, Paul, was um, in episode three hundred ninety five, which was called "Have You Ever" with uh, Robert Hain. Really? The last time that both of you were on this podcast was in September, in episode three hundred eighty one. When was "Have You Ever"? Uh, that was October. Okay. Uh, and September was when the two of you were on this. Okay. And we were talking about dis- uh, cultural differences. Okay. And we were on the terrace. And we were upstairs on the okay. terrace because the weather was still nice. Uh, and I haven't been on since October. So um, w- w- around the time of discussing cultural differences, we did mention the fact that, um, um, you know, you were developing your TV show mm. and your YouTube show. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't think it had started to, to be aired at that point. I don't think so. No, it might have been when Robert came. I think when Rob came, it had started. Yes. Uh, so, yes. yeah, we, we, the, 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 the TV show, uh, What the Fuck Fronts, uh, which is a great title uh, because we're allowed to do that in France. We're yeah. allowed to call a title and have fuck in the title, which and, is great. And that show was on like at lunchtime on a Saturday. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Wait, was it? 
wasn't just the title. It was Twelve. quite a lot of fucks. Oh, there's quite a lot of fucks quite in the episode. Yeah. In the episode it, yeah. it, we did one where it was just over the top. It's full and, of and swearing. We, we've, yeah. we've calmed down now. Um, yeah, you have. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, it's that's going well. We uh, we had ten episodes. That was how many we started with. They gave us ten, uh, which uh, well, which you both helped write. Uh, and uh, you're always in the credits, which is cool. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 a group effort, really. And then um, they gave us 15 because the 10 would take us to mid-November. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, well, let's give you 15 because it's going well so that it takes us up to the Christmas break. Uh-huh. Uh, and now we've been extended again uh, until the end of July right. next year, uh, end of June next year. So we've got about another 20 to write. Uh, Amazing. Uh, which is uh, which is cool. So that's happening, uh, and that's very exciting. I'm still doing my uh, my hashtag Franglais show. Yeah, the one man show. The one man show twice a week, which is cool. And is it is it sold out? It's sold out until mid uh, January. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, so that's cool. How many seats are there in the room? That uh, you have? There's 110. When are you moving to a bigger venue? Uh, permanently, probably in in uh, in September. 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 Yeah, because it's just the way the, the it, like it's difficult to get like. You book rooms like a year and a half before you show up. Like, yeah, because they, they book, they're really booked out. So uh, September, but what we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to try and do every month up until then yeah. is do a special one-off in a bigger theatre. So I'll always be two days a week at the regular place. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose and then, it creates a sort of buzz. You know, people have to book in advance. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see, uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, so that's been happening. And uh, what else has been happening? You've, you had lunch. I had lunch. lunch. I had lunch with uh, with uh, with um, with some very interesting people. Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Nah, George Clooney, George Clooney, nah. George Clinton, George Clinton. Is is yeah? I don't know. Never mind. No, I had, I had, a, had a musician a lunch a lunch rendezvous with some book people. Yeah. Um, oh, book. Uh, 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 maybe yeah. I'll make a book. A book. Nice. Love it. <laughs> Maybe okay. I won't. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so that was interesting. And then, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's lots of, uh, uh, lots of meetings that sometimes lead to stuff and sometimes don't. Yeah. And do you have anything that you particularly want to do? Is there some sort of like, ah, oh, burning desire for your uh, next project? Do you, want no. a, do you want a cup of tea? Uh, a cup of tea would be great. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't multitask. You can't multitask. No. That's right. Sorry. Um, uh, what do I want to do next? I don't know. I, I, we're, we're doing to the end of June for this thing and then that's it. We're going to be done because I want it to be done uh, yeah. because it's it's fun. It's great. I love it. But, you know, just move on to something else. Right. Uh, what do you like new? best, the writing or the filming? Uh, filming's more fun than writing. Mm. I don't really like writing that much. No? No. Um, okay. It's what? stressful. I don't know. I just don't like... I mean, I don't write really for my stand-up. Because it's not really the funnest part, is it? I mean, it's, The writing. I mean, the filming, well, it can be if you're into looks, it. If you're in, like, cool. There's some people that are really into writing and I'm just not. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't get stuff out of my brain onto a, onto a, a sheet of paper or a screen. Yes. That I have to like do it out loud, yeah. which is what I do for my stand-up. I've never written my show in its entirety word, like on a piece of, I've just written key words, you know? Yeah. So it's, that's the more difficult thing is trying to figure out, okay, cool. This is a two and a half minute video. How do I get from the beginning, which is, Hey, this is annoying for three reasons. And then come back around and do it in the, in the most, con- like the least amount of words possible so that it's got them. It's just, I guess it's kind of like a maths puzzle. Mm. Yeah, you said, you nearly said the most concise way there. And then you, you, you opted out of the words. I was going to say, this, it, what did I say? You, you were like, and then you have to do it in the most, just using the smallest words possible. Yeah, because I, I, I was trying to say concise, but what I was coming out of my mouth was conservative. 
I don't oh, know why. Okay. I, could, so I stopped. I stopped my. I, I was like, can, mm, smallest amount of words possible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for giving safe. me that word. Play it safe. Yeah. Concise. <laughs> Concise. Conservative. Conser- yeah. Uh, no, no need for politics right now. Yeah. Um, okay. Brilliant. And so, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what's been happening. And so now, so you're having lunch, people are offering you book deals, they're, they're throwing themselves at wow. you, they're mad for it, wow. and then this afternoon you're leaving Luke's English podcast to go on Wee FM. Wee FM radio. It's, it's a bit of a young young person's radio. I've it? never, I don't know what it is. You I got contacted what by a... What? I don't know what it is. What? Wee radio. Yes FM. Wee FM. Yes FM. Oh, we like French we. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant we like, you know, us. No. So, oh, you know, pro- no, 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 W-E, W-E. No, no, no. It's be- the, the, the girl who got in touch is, uh, is uh, English or Scottish mm. um, and works on the show and does a, a segment. Um, I'm not very prepared for it. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's the segment about? I don't know. Something to do with English. She's going to talk to me about my show and Christmas because that's coming up. Yeah. I think it's just, uh, it's like a, it's not really a cultural differences show, but I, I guess she presents a show that I don't I, I guess she talks about stuff I imagine so yeah rather it, than just playing music like there's you know <laughs> right she's a she's I don't know if she's a DJ she's a journalist she introduced herself as a journalist I can't remember the message now okay uh, but I know that uh yeah it's just I don't I don't really know it's in French uh it's a great question I don't know okay I don't well, know you, any of these things you don't need to worry about I it, haven't I got what I'm trying to do is to get Addy my uh, my other half to quit her job yeah to be my manager so I can I know about this stuff right so that I can concentrate on the artistic stuff rather than bothering with all the admin. Okay, um, that's a good plan. Yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, it's uh, it's it's in the works, you know. It's, uh, it's lots of work, lots of different projects in the pipeline. Marjorie, she's not French, then. Sorry, not English. I don't know where I got the fact that she's English. Marjorie okay. could be. English. Paul is now checking through his emails. Yeah, in order to find Desperately out. Desperately scrolling. Scrolling, Scro- scrolling, 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 scrolling. scrolling. Um, okay, so that's Paul's uh, crazy life. And are you actually famous now? Uh, no, but people no. recognise me. He's a bit famous. People stop me in the street now. I recognised uh. you. <laughs> Every me time too. I see you, I recognise you. <laughs> uh, yeah, people stop me in the street and like, oh, are you the guy from The Thing? And I'm like, And you're yeah. like, yes, I am yeah. in The Thing. I, I am a, the guy from The Thing that you maybe think I am uh-huh. from, uh, which is, uh, it's fun. It, it, you know, everyone... Everyone so far has been very nice. I haven't had anyone come up to me like, are you the guy from that show that makes, yeah, piss off back to your country? Yeah. But then you did do a really funny little update when you, with you and Rob and you were in bed and you talked about the trolls. Yes, yeah, the, the internet people. I, I presume you didn't choose the meanest one. I mean, have people been generally quite nice to you? Well, we or, had, yeah, most people have. You talked Be- about that. Before um, he he was told to go back to his paedophile island. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Your that was, that was just with La Bees. That was just the, yeah. Yeah, the first one. But uh, no, people in general, yeah, I mean, the internet, blows up surprisingly there's fairly okay comments online on youtube which is strange but there's obviously one or two you know that just uh, some guy wrote me a really long email like that takes 20 minutes to read um in perfect french not one spelling mistake some guy who's very well educated but very left uh politically and uh basically broke down point by point why two of my videos were not on point for him and not correct I'm like mate I'm just joking it's just That's a joke <laughs> it's just it's a joke. like he goes on about like I do a video there's one of the videos episodes about strikes and how they inconvenience me right. and, and I'm saying I have to send a box of wine to my grandmother in England which first of all I don't 
I'm yeah. not sending anything well, to England. it's already a joke. No one's going to send Yeah, a exactly. But the guy one. was like, oh, uh, first of all, you know, this, that, and the other in France was based on the fact that strikes were the, the, the beginning of negotiations and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I get that strikes are a, are a social thing and, and they're good. Yeah. I'm just... I'm just making fun that all strikes happen on the same day and I can't send a box of wine yeah. to my grandmother. You know? Like he can't, ar- he can't argue with the fact that you can't send your box of wine to your grandmother. Yeah. Like, you know, I understand why I can't, but I still can't send this thing to yeah. England. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He's okay. like, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, if, if strikes are inconvenient to you, then that's what they're supposed to be for. They're supposed right. to inconvenient people. So they, I just find it weird that like in England, strikes are the last resort. We start by talking yeah. and go, hey, we'd like to change our working conditions. And then if, if eventually the company goes, now nah, we're not doing it, then the people go on strike. Here, they start by going on strike, going, hey, we want to talk. And then the negotiations happen afterwards. It's, a, yeah. it's an interesting phenomenon. That goes back to our phenomenon. cultural differences discussion that we had last time. Do mm. they go on strike, though? I kind of think the, the reason French people go on strike is it seems to actually work. I feel in Britain, people go on strike and they're like, shut up, get back to work. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. I probably yeah. yeah. That's that's probably a, a lot of what it and, is. And toleration. I mean, this guy he wrote you this long email, and I understand like he's mental and he doesn't get the bigger picture. But <clears throat> there is a sense in France that when people go on strike, although it inconveniences most people, there is still this sort of feeling of like, yeah, we understand what you're yeah. doing. Whereas yeah, in yeah. England, people are like, what the fuck? Get back to work, you lazy, yeah. you know, dudes. Yeah. yeah. So work shy, blah. So I think there's this, there's this, well, I mean, we talked about this before, mm. totally different sort of attitude. But mm. yeah, yeah, just different strokes for different folks. But afterwards, it's a joke. Exactly. Ultimately. At the end of Ultimately. it all, I'm just like, he, mate. I'm so like, he, he, wrote, he wrote you this massive email oh. and then you were like, oh, you mean, so you don't get it. Yeah, it was. I mean, he gets it, it but he was like, you know, I don't want you to take it the wrong way. Like, I still like what you do, but you know, mm. for these two topics, then I'm, I don't agree. Like, the, the other one was the French administration, the fact that I was trying to open a bank account and the blah. And he went off on a rant like, this isn't the French administration. This is these are private companies that have got nothing to do with <sighs> the French government. Blah, blah, like, r- like really, like just mm. you know. And he's right. Yeah. In both of his comments. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, I'm just making it like, uh, you know, uh, with these people that go, that go a bit crazy, I just want to be like, have you not once been on a train that's been delayed or something because of a strike and you've gone for fuck's sake? Why are they, you know, mm. you, right. Well, shut up then. Of course so you have. It's just the, what you're doing is just uh, describing a personal experience, mm. an individual's personal experience and just sort of... And exaggerating it, obviously. Yeah, the exaggerated money. frustration of a personal experience for comic effect. You're not trying to write a critique of no, society. No, exactly. But also what Paul does, which I think lets you get away with it, is, I mean, he's very like charming and endearing on his shows, but there's also something, you know, he's often getting it wrong. That's yeah. that's some of the point. Like, mm. he's getting it wrong and it's... And French people are like, yeah, but and, and you sort of say that without saying it. Like, yeah. I'm oh France, I don't understand this. And at the end of the day, it's often like, yeah, but that's the whole point. You don't get it. Yeah, exactly. And you're, you're mocking yourself as yeah, much as totally. you are uh, France or the French system. And yeah. so, and that's why it's nice. Like, you aren't you aren't saying yeah, globally just, mean things. I, I mean, but that's cool. I, that, it means we're doing something right. Like, if we get that reaction, it means that something something's working. Mm. You know, do you write mm. back to them or do you no, them? No, don't feed the trolls. Ah, it's just there's it no point. Because there's no, there's no, there's no way. Like something like that, there's no way I can just whatever I say. It's just he's, he's going to come back with some something else about. Mm. Well, you know, you're in a power of of influence because you know it's been watched to how many times, and people might start changing their opinions because of you. Yeah, it's not worth getting into. It's just like, all right, cool. Yeah, thanks. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if you end up sort of trying to re- respond to each single thing, then no, you're just not yeah. going to have time to do anything else. Ultimately. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, so um, we've caught up. Luke, have you have you told us what you've been doing? 
I've just been doing the usual things. What's you know? this camera here, Luke? This, so I bought a camera, uh, which... Um, Looks I'm, like you're trying to film yourself doing a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be doing some more filming and stuff like that. I was thinking of um, filming us today, but uh, just, you know, couldn't quite get it together in time. Oh, is that Zoom the same company that make the uh, the voice recorder? That's right. So I bought this Zoom video camera, which is the same, it's the same company that makes the, the recorder that I use for the audio. And the, the, the reason why I've bought this is because I was looking for cameras that I could use for doing, you know, obviously for doing videos. Um, and... Um, a lot of them don't have good audio. Yeah, awful. Terrible audio. And if it's, I'm looking for an affordable camera uh, that does, you know, decent that's video you, with that's good audio. Lapel mic. Uh, and that's, yeah, a lapel value, mic. Yeah. yeah. And this camera um, has got uh, a mic input at the back. Um, there you can see the red oh, uh, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So that means I can actually plug the... Uh, so I can be doing the podcast, right? And, it, and the sound's and, going directly into the camera. And I can do the sound uh, re- recording like I normally do, but then the, the audio can go out of the headphone jack and then into this Sorry. camera. And it captures the audio perfectly. So anyway, I'm just experimenting, yeah, it's, basically. It's and, cool. And, I, I might and so be the, mic, the microphones that are attached to it, they do sound obviously pretty good as well, better than most camcorders. Or- yeah, so if you don't plug a microphone, an external microphone into it, then it's still capable of uh, picking up uh, decent audio. Very cool. Have you, done, have you done video podcasts? Is that what you're... I'm, I'm going to do... I'm going to mess around and experiment. I might do some some episodes of this podcast where I also have the video camera running and uh, it'll sort of capture the video and then there'll be a, a, an optional video uh, to, for the people to watch. Um, or I will produce some actual, you know, uh, specific uh, videos that are just video. Mm. And, you know, I could either put them on YouTube or just put them on my website or do other things. And plus, I'm working on another course. I'm working on um, um, a course that I've mentioned every now and then. On Your my business podcast. stuff. Yeah, I'm doing a, I'm, I'm, I'm working on producing some content, uh, which is basically an attempt to sort of try and put as much of what I know about teaching business English into one course. I'm trying to, you know, I've because I, I, you know, I've been doing this podcast for seven and a half years, and it's always been general uh, general English. But I've been teaching business English for ages, you know, for like ten years. But I've never done any business English content because I've always been sort of saving it, you know. Okay. Yeah. And rather than rather than doing like just giving it all away, giving it all away, or sort of mixing it in with this, you're going to turn it into a business. I'm going to turn it into something, and and. Uh, I think it'll, there'll be a lot of value to it if I can manage to get the quality and all of the all of the com, sort of combined knowledge and experience that I've got into one thing, and then give it you know make it available. Then yeah, good. I think it could be good. I think, I it's think always it'll be really uh, good. That's it nowadays, isn't it? Like if you're if you're a content creator, you create content whether it's funny stuff, whether it's serious, like you know yeah. learning stuff. Is always a balance. Even books, anything like it's a balance between what's free and what isn't. You know, like you know people, you know a lot of the 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 guys that you know like comedians stand-up comedians they they have their jokes and they have a show but then sometimes they go on tv and it gets recorded and then they get some put on youtube and then those jokes disappear like they can't use those jokes again really you know it's the same sort of thing like if you had done all your business english class uh, on your podcast then you don't you're you know yeah you've got sponsors and stuff like that that you get a bit of uh, money for but you know if you if you want to make a living out of it it's uh, it's difficult yeah as content creators so that's a work in progress so I, I might be using this video camera to do that, but also I might use this to just add content onto my website mm-hmm. and sort of you know do a few videos with the with the podcast as well. Um, and it's just my new toy as it, well to an extent. It looks cool. Yeah, it's I'm using yeah. a GoPro mount to yeah. clip it to the table. 
I like it. Um, which um, is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I um sorry. I realised recently how important sound is on video. Oh yes. I made a video of Hugo. Yeah. And the sound <laughs> is abysmal. And it, that video was wasted. How did you make the video? It was my sister. My sister's idea. She wanted to deliver. He's really into dinosaurs. So she wanted to deliver this little dinosaur egg to him and mm. pretend that a dinosaur had left it. So she recorded these dinosaur sounds and left the egg on the doorstep and knocked on the door and then went away. And then you could just hear these dinosaur going. <laughs> and she'd set up her camera, which is just on her camera. Yeah. And then he came out and was like, what's this? And um, picked up the egg, but you cannot really hear it. Just hear dinosaurs. Oh, I see the the video footage. You can't really hear the... Can't really hear him talking. Hear properly. No. Yeah, it's really difficult to capture decent audio. decent audio when you're doing video. And, you know, uh, you either use lapel mics where you attach mm. a little mic onto someone's shirt or whatever uh, and record them that way. And... Uh, or you have like a boom that they use on TV shows where there's like a big stick and a, a microphone on the end and there's some guy whose job it is to hold the microphone in the right yeah. place and they have to make sure the microphone doesn't dip down so that the, you can see it in, yeah, in, we, it in the video. It for, for all hours. the time. I'm sure it happens Because our camera's time, yeah. moving, yeah, as you, you know, the camera moves a lot and uh, we've got a steady camera. Right. And we've got the, in French, I, lo- I like the term berchman, a perchman, because the, yeah. the microphone's called in perch, because it's yeah. on a perch, it's like a, yeah. a microphone. A and so boom. A boom, yeah, a boom operator. Yeah. And so he's there with his little recording box and uh, the boom mic. And sometimes we have to redo takes because at some stage it's like somebody will shout, Bersh! which means <laughs> like mics dropped into the frame. Right, I see. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I did a bit of that on work experience jobs at the, you know, TV companies doing the news, being the guy holding the microphone and you have to make sure that, that you're pointing the microphone on the end of the boom. You're pointing it at the people who are speaking mm. but and, and you're capturing the sound properly but the, the microphone doesn't sort of peek into the video yeah. frame. And they're super sensible, uh, sensitive. Sensitive, um, yeah. Because the, those ones are like shotgun mics where they, they, they the... the like the range is like that much. So as soon as you move the mic to the right or left, you lose the, it sounds off. Like it needs to be really, you know, whereas... a visual reference. Yeah, it's like a cone, you know, it's like the... the, small, he's demonstrating a small amount of space. Well, the microphones that we're using here, they pick up from all over the place. Well, these these microphones that we're using pick up from only, only really a few inches away from from the microphone. So if I just, let's say, if I keep talking, but I've got my hands uh, away from my mouth, uh, it really captures the sound right up close to the yeah. to the microphone. Um, but what what you need to get decent sound is very sensitive, a uh, very sensitive microphone. Mm. But if the microphone is uh, far away from the person, like this, yeah, then, you know, either your microphone's got to be super sensitive, in which case you're going to not only pick up the person, but all the other sounds mm. in in the area, like the bus going down the street and the plane flying over and stuff like that. So that's when you need the shotgun microphone because it's sort of very directional. Essentially, it's a microphone at the end of a tube. I know you're probably I think thinking. We've gone, we've gone too geek. Yeah, we I have. think we let's, let's move on. You shouldn't have asked me. You shouldn't oh, have asked me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's my fault. It was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> Any, uh, you'll see it all tomorrow, Thursday. Thursday, when are you coming? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday. we're going to come and hang out on set on Thursday. Yeah, so. are we going to do a live podcast on set? Yeah, that would be cool. That's the that's, plan, yeah. Because um, we we're going to be, uh, I think on Thursday, we're going to be most of the day in one place, which is good, uh, at an English pub. 
because it's the alcohol Good. episode. English pub in an English pub. Perfect. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So, and will there be beer? Oh, there's there's beer at the place. Yeah, we've already shot there once. Uh, in fact, the latest episode it was on YouTube. Uh, yeah. The English people, French people, speak in English. Right. Mm-hmm. Where there's like a speed dating thing going on. That's in that pub. Which one is um, it? Do you know? It's called uh, the Bombardier. No, I was going to say it's called the Hideout. No, but that's not right. Yeah, the, the there time... is one. The, there is one called that. Yeah, it's not that though. It's 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 not far from uh, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hop. yeah, I'll let you know when we're there. But that'll be cool to do a live. Um, the long hop. A live, the, yeah, that's it. The long, the long hop or the long the hope. Long hop. I thought it was long hope. Oh, really? I thought it was hop. Well, whatever. It it, that's matter. where it is. But what's going to happen now is that people might hear this before Thursday, and they'll all rush to the to this pub, <laughs> and it'll be like it'll be like Beatlemania. <laughs> <laughs> people will be travelling across the globe. Yeah, we'll have all the Russians showing in, <laughs> and they'll be rushing to get there. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> we got it in. <laughs> Oh god! Congratulations. Did you point your listeners to the Parks and Recreation? Uh, no, that, that's. You should put that up there. So there's a TV show called Parks and Recreation, an American show, and apparently uh, the I Russian joke, the Russian joke, appears in it. Yeah, yeah, in a okay. slightly different form, but very. It's it, it's pretty you know, much the it? same okay. thing. It's, Did it, you see it? Yeah, I, when you sent the video, you sent the link. I watched it, but I don't really remember it now. <laughs> yeah, there's it's there's various incarnations of that joke. If you don't going, know what we're talking about, the Russian joke, what oh, happened was, no. so me and Luke were doing a show. <laughs> no. Don't have time. Don't do we it. don't have time. We've I've only got, got about two minutes uh, left. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got four minutes because I'm going to go for a pee before we leave. Four I, minutes. Before I leave. I made, uh, I, did, I did make a video to explain the Russian joke, which uh, is available oh, on, on the That internet. was hilarious. That was very funny. I like so that So if anyone wants to know what the Russian joke is, which I'm sure someone will, like, wait a minute. What is this? What is this? Then I'll just, you know, forward the video to you and you can see it. Um, So you're going to publish this podcast before before Thursday? Well, yeah, it depends on whether I get... uh, Well, it doesn't matter anyway, because in chronologically they'll hear the... This one will... This will come out before the live onset one Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, that's the plan. Well, that's going to be fun. Um, uh, And then, yeah, so we'll get together on Thursday afternoon in an English pub, which is just perfect. I mean, it couldn't be any, any better, could it really? Yeah. Um, um, and and so yeah, you'll be filming, and uh, you know we can do little bits of podcasting uh, while, yeah, while, cool. while that's happening. We might need you as extras in the pub as well. Cool, which Perfect. is fine. And they'll be like, oh, can you pretend to drink? You know, like can can I just real drink? drink please? I'll t- I'll take a method approach to to that role. <laughs> what would Robert De Niro do? That's basically <laughs> how I'm going to approach alcohol. it. Um, I I do have other questions for you. Um, like uh, I received a, one or two questions uh, on the website. I think that we can cover these in two minutes. Go on then. Um, so I actually I did recently some episodes about accents mm. in response to a I question wonder. about my <laughs> yes in response to a question about my dad's accent like what's your dad's accent is he posh is my dad posh he's educated mm-hmm. he's got an educated RP accent mm-hmm. so there's RP which is like you and then your dad's just he's a bit older he's got a bit more gravitas to his voice and he yeah. sounds quite educated you're and a f- measured you're a fan aren't you I love man. your dad yeah I think he should comment i think you should have a regular slot where he just tells us what's going on well. in the news i like the way he effortlessly knows all the names of everyone like i might know about french politics but he's just like he knows the names of people in austria in italy he knows everything and can sum it up beautifully get yes. your dad on more often oh yeah he's going to be a regular guest yeah love it yeah, yeah. okay very cool all right so my dad's educated not not posh 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 but he, uh, he's not he's not is for some people, yes, he would be posh, but he doesn't have that sort of overly posh sort of... Hello! That kind of thing. Exactly. He's just got that very educated <laughs> RP 
accent. Right, okay. Second question about accents. What are your accents? Ooh. What's Amber's accent, Paul? How would you describe... Like, Because we, we judge each other on our accents, don't we? Yeah, we do. Without, we, sh- we shouldn't, but we do. I, I don't necessarily judge on like i i judge by where they i only really know where they're from i don't i can't yeah. i'm not very good at telling like a social status or but anything if, like if that. someone oh, your, your name's paul taylor is it oh that's uh, absolutely wonderful so you make uh, videos on uh what is it, yeah the then internet? i'd be like yeah you, 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 like posh posh yeah mm. yeah we're like oh are you you've paul taylor are you well that would i'd be i'd just be more like yeah you, like east london or southeast england okay. All right. I don't know. I, what would I say your accent? I've got no idea. What? Your accent for me is just a, a, a very nice, uh, normal accent. Yeah. How would you describe your accent, Amber? Just RP, I'd RP, say. Yeah, me just, too. I mean, RP slash estuary. I mean, there's that sort of just mm, I don't south... Hear- it's not, not it's not heightened RP no. like that. Oh, I'm speak like the royal family. Not like that. It's R, standard RP. Yeah. Maybe slight traces of that southeast estuary English but not a lot really no not, not so much not a lot and I mean the St Paulie's got quite a neutral accent I mean RP RP kind of covers a, a, a wide range because it's just I think it's the sort of like how people speak or mm. definitely used to speak in television so when Americans are like oh your British accent and you're like well British so, accent is there's loads of them mm. Mm, there's tons um, what about Paul's accent Amber what, what would you say well, it's so. not far from RP either. I think it's perhaps a bit softer than mine. Um, I reckon Paul does speak RP because it's his accent is very uh, clean kind of and pretty, clear. pretty neutral and yeah. clear and all that sort of thing. Although I think that there are traces of his his sort of Kentish roots. Mm. So, for example. I heard you, we had this conversation the other day, actually, uh, when I saw you, and you said the phrase native speaker, but he went native speaker. Native so, speaker, yeah. So dropping the T. Yeah, I do that like a lot. That. If, I, if I speak quickly, then I'll, the T's don't exist for me. Yeah. yeah. They turn it, the, the glottal stop. So you said native speaker, not native speaker, yeah. which is the sort of thing that you would, you know, associate with a regional accent in the southeast. Mm. Yeah. So it's RP neutral English, yeah. but with some regional um, <laughs> no, traces no. to the south. I don't know. I think there's two things though. There's there's uh, accent how you speak, and then there's the words you choose. So your Dialect. vocabulary, yes, exactly. And then the rhythm. So you know, some people speak slow or fast, and that that has an influence. So mm. Paul, Paul speaks relatively quickly, you know, and he's using um, just very. It, not basic <laughs> words. No, no, that's not what I'm looking Because at. I don't know. I, I don't. Younger, I, I don't know the words. You no, know, like young. Like you know, it's like it's like you might use more slang than I might yeah. do, or like his words are a bit younger because you are a bit younger than me. And I, th- I think that's yeah. Counts Actually, as well. I, I think the the kind of English that Paul speaks is is like really uh, and a good example of like plain clear English yeah. Yeah. because you don't use a lot of fancy words. No, you, you just say it like. Before we had, you know, when you were you were about to use the word concise, yeah, and then you didn't, <laughs> and then I forgot the word, and you said just uh, you know the the shortest number yeah. of words or the smallest number of words, well, and, which um, is like actually very clear pragmatic yeah. way of, of communicating and a lot of people tell me that after my show like you know pe- French people who, who say oh my English is terrible but I understood everything that you said on stage mm. compared to you know if we're on a, if there's four of us performing like often people say that Rob with his American accent is very difficult to understand yes. I think it's just a lot of that was spending five years 
um, delivering training sessions at Apple to people to everyone who was not. We did it in English, but no one spoke English natively. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think I subconsciously I, I I did that. And what's funny is that I think when I do use posh words that come from French, people it takes people by about, surprise. like by surprise more so than anything else. Like if I say perturbed. Because I've forgotten how Perturbed. to say that, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, if people, I say that. People don't understand. No, I pronounced perturbed, it wrong. Perturbed, perturbed, whatever. Perturbed. The, the, that that, I don't use that word. There's another word I'm thinking of, but I'll use that because I can't think of the, the English equivalent. Right. So mm-hmm. I just say the French because I know it exists in English. I think your English is like, you know. Then people go, whoa, how, where did that word come from? It's because uh, it's French. Oh, okay. Well, uh, um, I. I was going to say that I think your English is uh, very plain and clear, and also there's not a lot of there's not a massive amount of idiom idiomatic mm. stuff in there, yeah. like actually. your whole book here, the like, Oxford Book of Idioms. Yeah, I've got a book of idioms well, here, but you, you know, you flat as a pancake, very clear and simple, and not a lot of idiomatic or metaphorical language. Mm. Yeah, and Paul is really good at communicating. He's really, really clear, and and this comes across, and you know, when you talk amongst friends and also on stage and it's true like my sister she speaks really nicely but she uses so much slang and so many idioms that people like Nico my boyfriend he was just like god I thought I spoke English till I met your sister she is like the test to Mm. see how good your English is Addy was like that the other night when we she's really tough to understand we ended up at the same sushi restaurant together randomly uh, on Friday night and uh, and yeah Addy was like yeah like there's some things that I've got no idea what she's saying and it's not because she doesn't speak clear, it's because of the words and, and you know, the, the idioms. and yeah. Exactly, yeah, her English yeah. is really clear, but, I mean, full of idioms, really hard to understand them. Mm. You, what's the time? I have to go. Time? I have to You've go, got to get to WFM. I have to get to WFM. Yeah, go and get on the radio. Yeah. Um, from podcast to radio. In two minutes. The multimedia life of is Paul it live? Taylor. <laughs> is it live? Can from, we tune in? Uh, it's a good question. I don't you know don't if it's know. live. I mean, you don't know anything. It's in French, wouldn't that be in funny English, if, if, you, if you're still on the podcast, you just get turn it on. You're like, oh, Paul's, Paul's back on the podcast, <laughs> but he's live on radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's live. I'll text you. I'll let you know okay, in case it. you're still podcasting. Um, thank you for, for having me. Pleasure. Sorry I couldn't offer you a cup of tea No, this that's time. right. I was late. And um, yeah, LEPs, you know. In the house. In, in the house. Lepsters. <laughs> I missed you all. And uh, uh, hopefully I'll be back soon. Yeah, hopefully Thursday. All right, then we'll, we'll see oh, you well, Thursday. Oh, Thursday, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll Thursday. do a live podcast and, on Thursday. And uh, I would like to have you back again before Christmas in order to do a Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do something Christmassy. I usually do. But it'd be nice to talk about what you're doing for Christmas and all Christmas right. yeah. crackers. I'm in England the 18th to the 22nd. Ah, uh, right. But, oh, okay. that's... That's going to... Oh, the 22nd. When... Basically, this Sunday I leave and I come back... All right. The 22nd. I don't know if we're going to get you on then before Christmas. Maybe not. All right. Well, well. Thursday. Thursday. Podcast. <laughs> uh, right, I've got to go. I've got to go for Pete. Okay, goodbye. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, Paul. Bye, Paul. Bye, Paul. All right, so Paul's Paul's out, and I'm uh, actually going to turn down that microphone so that we don't hear him going to the toilet, because <laughs> that would be a bit awkward, wouldn't it? All right, so there you go, Amber. Where, where were we? Do I still need to hold this? No, you can. You don't need to do, hold that microphone anymore. So where were we? Where, uh, where were we? Oh gosh, I don't know. That was it was Before too that. exciting. There were so many things. Um, we were talking about the play. I feel like I've not caught up with your news sufficiently. I don't really enough. have. I don't have a You've great no deal. News. I don't really have much news. It's you know, it's the same old, same old thing, really. Um, well, uh, that's it, really. I've just been doing the play, getting. Yeah trying to get in as many rehearsals as possible and um and it's not always easy because i've got a little boy and james has got two kids yeah so the other day like hugo was sick so he took the day off and then we were trying to do the marshmallow scene and he just couldn't take it he kept throwing himself at james and trying to get the marshmallow back to give to me 
give it to mummy. Right. Um, is he speaking now? Yes, and he's very funny. Really? And it's English? Hel- English, yeah. And French? A little bit, not much. Okay. Mainly English. All right. So English is, English is 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 that his first language? Yeah. Really? Definitely. You, okay. He knows some a little bit, but I was just saying, uh, Hugo was sick and then he was watching it, but he kept getting involved, kept trying to attack James. Because James was battering me over the head. Partly, yeah, yeah. He was battering me, so that wasn't very good. And then, you know, and then we had another rehearsal and Eloise was like hit her head on the table and then had to be taken to hospital and then oh, really? Jules was sick so you these know these are James's kids yeah exactly so then we they end up getting caught short uh, <sighs> cut short all our rehearsals and um, but, yeah but, but generally how are you feeling you're looking forward to doing the show on Wednesday yes okay goodbye bye Paul goodbye bye bye enjoy see the radio Thursday. yeah see you. listen for you um, am I enjoying it? Yeah, definitely, because we wrote it ourselves. So that's mm-hmm. really exciting. Mm-hmm. We made the play specifically for the school and it's really nice to get back on stage and do some sort of theatre because that's what James and I train to do. It's really fun working with James because it's really yeah. nice. And um, hopefully, once if we'll see how this goes. If it's really good, we'll take it around schools mm. in France. So we're mm. going to try and take it to French students and like sell it to them because they're le- learning English. Yes, absolutely. Um, I would like to get you and James onto the podcast to talk about it in a bit more detail. I don't know if we've already done it now. If we've, I don't if think we've, d- we've covered it fully. But what I, what I wanted to do was actually uh, see if you guys could even do a little scene from the play for yes, us. Yes, I think we could definitely do a little scene from the play. A lot of it is quite physical. Yeah. Because it's for kids. Yeah. And we find that funny. That's what we find funny. Physical humour. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, being knocked out or, you know, like going crazy. But um, some of it is more word based. There's a couple of scenes which are pretty, which, which we could definitely do on the podcast. Mm. Well, I have this camera now. I could even video part of it. But uh, yeah, I don't I, I don't know if we've got the, the right stage f- yeah, exactly. for that. Um, yeah, but that would be fun to have the two of you uh, on talking about that. Um, and uh, all right, so much to do. I want to talk about Christmas. I want to do some Christmas-based stuff. Uh, we're going to get together during the filming of Paul's mm-hmm. episode on Thursday. Maybe we can combine um, mm-hmm. that with some Christmas chat. Yeah, definitely. We can talk. What are you doing for Christmas? Um, well, I am uh, going back to my parents' place, of course, as the as usual. Um, as usual. Yeah, on the twenty fifth with, with your lady with the wife. That's with right. With the wife. Yeah. Uh, so we're going on the twenty fifth. Christmas is really different in France to England. Do you think so? I do. Yes. What's and the difference? What's the main difference well so much stuff right then so that was uh, amber and paul there on the podcast again um you heard at the end that amber and i started talking about christmas there and in fact we went on to talk about it for ages and ages like over an hour of chat about christmas shopping christmas games food family traditions our Christmas plans for this year, and pretty much everything else relating to the festive time of year. And that conversation will continue, perhaps in the next episode, certainly in an upcoming episode, so you can uh, look forward to listening to that. Over an hour of Amber, uh, that lovely voice of Amber's. Uh, We talked a little bit there about Paul's English in that conversation, and I just wanted to say a couple of other things. Basically, I wanted to clear up something about Paul's English, because I've had sort of I've read several comments or had I don't know heard people say things about Paul's accent that aren't really true so 
the thing that I've sometimes read is that people say that Paul's accent or Paul's English is influenced by his French, particularly his accent. I've heard that like, oh, yeah, Luke and Luke and Amber speak receive pronunciation, but Paul's English sounds a little bit different. Maybe it's influenced by French. It's not. okay. it's definitely not influenced by uh, by French, certainly not his accent. Um, And that's actually one of the interesting things about Paul. He's he's fluent in both French and English. Um, And when he speaks French, there's basically no trace of an English accent in his speech. And when he speaks English, there's basically no trace of a French accent. So his English and his French really don't influence each other, certainly in terms of the accent. Okay. Now, English is really his first language, but French is like, you know, basically native level as well. And his French doesn't influence his English accent. Okay. Um, and it works the other way around as well. Like I said, that uh, when he speaks French, there's no really no trace of an English accent in there at all, which is the thing that kind of blows the minds of, of his French audiences on YouTube and in his, his comedy shows. Like people just can't seem to get their heads around the fact that uh, Paul speaks, that Paul is English and yet he speaks French with no accent at all. It's like mind blowing. Um, so, you know, there you go. Paul's English accent is not influenced by his French accent, in my experience. It may be influenced by the fact that he's spoken to many people from many different countries in his job over the years. That, you know, he's had lots of experiences of speaking English to people who don't speak English as a first language. And as a result, he's kind of learned how to communicate in English in a very, very clear way. But his English is completely English sounding. Okay, it's maybe slightly influenced by his Kent, his Kentish origins, because he's he's from Kent in the south of England. Um, All right. So I've got some other announcements uh, to to make here. Um, First of all, I'm very glad to uh, read the lovely comments about the um, conversation I had with Christina from Russia. It seems lots of people really enjoyed listening to that. And I agree with uh, what people are saying, which is that uh, Christina seems like a lovely person and she's got like really good English and her voice is lovely. Um, and um, and that's nice. And yeah, she's done really well, obviously, in, in terms of her English um, so, yeah, I'm glad that people enjoyed listening to that. It was also really nice to talk to her myself. Um, another announcement. So, in, in the last episode, I talked about um, the LEP Moscow get-together. I said that uh, a few people were planning to get together in Moscow in an anti-cafe in order to just get together and socialise and meet like-minded people who listen to this podcast. Um, by the way, I've, I've found out what an anti-cafe is some people wrote comments on the website. An anti-cafe is a kind of cafe that you find in places like uh, in Russia and in some other countries too. I'm sure that it exists in other places. And essentially an anti-cafe is a place where you go and you pay a certain amount per hour to just be there and then everything else is free. It's like all you can drink coffee, all the tea you can drink and they have cakes and cookies and things and people go and they pay their their money and they drink their coffee and eat their cakes and they talk to other people and they read books and they play board games and stuff like that it sounds brilliant i love the idea i love the idea of just sitting around eating cake and uh playing board games in a public place it sounds brilliant um so i just wanted to read out a comment that uh, a message that i had from dimitri 
And this is uh, Dimitri's report about how the first LEP Moscow get-together went. So here's Dimitri's uh, message, and it says, it goes like this. Hey, Luke. Uh, well, the very first LEP Moscow get-together has just happened. So he wrote this to me sort of the evening after, you know, in the evening of, of the, the day in which they got together. So uh, the first get-together has just happened. Um, it's the first of its kind. Well, actually, Dimitri, it's not the first of its kind because um, in, uh, in Tokyo there was a, an LEP Lepsters get-together uh, in Tokyo. So it's not exactly the first of its kind, but certainly the first of its kind in Russia, as far as I know. So uh, let me continue reading Dimitri's comment. He said, it's the first of its kind. It seems to be a, his- a historical event in Russia. Everything went great. It was awesome to chat in English with like-minded people. Personally, I felt as if I'd known all of the participants for ages. Uh, Open, nice and smiley friends. And I hope somebody else could feel a similar thing. First of all, we got to know each other, which was the main achievement. It was interesting to know when and how everyone had found Luke's English podcast, which episodes were our favourite ones, which experiences in English language learning we'd had, for example, useful internet resources, grammar books, pronunciation, and so on. Um, a couple of pictures and a short audio message from us to you are attached. And everyone listening, you can actually see those photographs on the page for this episode. And I'm going to play you their audio message in a moment. Thanks again and again for that announcement and for actually everything that you do. We hope to provide more listeners with a chance to meet and speak regularly And one more way to let them know is to friend your group on Facebook with ours. So they have a Facebook page for these get-togethers. And the link you can find on the page here. And you can, if you're uh, considering joining in uh, the next get-together that they have, you can click the Facebook link. Um, And he said, have a nice Monday, Jedi Podmaster. Um, Yours, Dimitri. So that's nice, isn't it? Um, And uh, so, as I said, you can see the pic on the website and I'm now going to play you the audio uh, from their get-together if I could just find it here on my computer my computer where is it where's the audio it's just here this is the message that they recorded it's only a few seconds long hi Luke my name is Sasha hi Luke I am Alexander hello Luke I'm Maria hi Luke I am Andre hi Luke I'm Vasily Cheers from Alex. Hi, I'm Pavel. Hello, I'm Nikita. Hi, Luke, I'm Dimitri. Hi, Luke, I'm Vasily. Hi, Luke, I'm Lena. Hello, Luke, I'm Nadia. From Russia with love. Nice, from Russia with love. Well, great. I'm really glad that you guys got together. And I just wanted to say to everyone else that if you're thinking of doing this in your town or city or something, then just uh, let me know and I'll give it a quick mention on the podcast. All right, then. Next announcement, the transcript collaboration. I just wanted to say well done to everyone. Lots more people are getting involved in this and it means that uh, transcripts are being produced nice and quickly and I would just like to suggest to everyone else if you've got a little bit of time to kill, if you've got five minutes, then uh, you might consider getting uh, involved in this. Um, And I want to say thank you especially this month to Antonio for managing everything. You're doing a great job. Thank you very much. Um, There is an email list now for the Orion transcription team. Um, if you just write a comment on the 
uh, transcript collaboration page on my website, uh, Antonio will get in touch with you and he'll ne- he'll let you know what to do. Uh, make sure that you read the rules of the transcript collaboration before you get in, uh, before you you start working on something. Okay, F- just five minutes of your time, and you'll find it's a really good experience for your English, and it's fun to be part of the transcription team. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, Daniel Goodson. Daniel, hello, if you're listening. Uh, Daniel Goodson does uh, a podcast of his own. Um, uh, Daniel is a lepster uh, from Switzerland, and uh, he's been listening to the podcast for a few years. I just wanted to let you know that he does his own podcast. So here's another lepster podcast for you to check out. It's called My Fluent Podcast. He's been doing it for a little while. Um, And basically, in this podcast, you can join Daniel in his quest to become better and better at English. And he covers various different subjects relating to his learning experiences with English and how he learns vocabulary and all sorts of things. And uh, not long ago, Daniel interviewed one of the uh, transcript collaboration managers, uh, Piotr from Poland. And it's quite an interesting interview. And I just wanted to suggest that you check it out. You can click the link on the page for this episode in order to listen to it. And it's an interesting conversation uh, between Daniel and Piotr about um, the benefits of doing uh, transcriptions and the process and uh, how it affects uh, your English and things like that. So check it out. You can also see Daniel's other episodes and there are some good things to, to, to listen to there. Uh, also, on the subject of Lepster podcasts, uh, Zdenek Lukas continues to do his show, and I probably continue to mispronounce his name. But anyway, uh, he continues to do his podcast, which has been going for a few years now. Uh, that one is called Zdenek's English Podcast. Um, I haven't mentioned it on the podcast for a while, but it's still going. And recently, he's been doing episodes about his experiences studying for the Delta, which is the Diploma in English Language Teaching for Adults, the Delta. And this is a seriously challenging postgraduate qualification in English teaching. I did the Delta like 10 years ago. It was really hard, like really, really hard. While I was doing the Delta, I basically didn't have a life. You have to just give up your whole life and focus all of your energy and attention on on doing the the thing because it's it's really hard. No one, if you haven't done it, you you won't know. Uh, But believe me, it's really tough. And uh, Zdenek's been doing the Delta and he recorded a few podcasts about his experiences of doing that. Yeah, so um, I'm really impressed, uh, Zdenek, that you've been doing this because I know how much of a challenge it is. Um, and uh, I don't know. I guess the reason I'm impressed is because English isn't your first language. I don't know if that's patronising of me to say that. Um, but I imagine it's probably pretty hard work to do all of that academic reading and writing and all that stuff and to be observed teaching English uh, but anyway, I, I mean, I, you know, I think you've done brilliantly well. And whether that's patronising of me to say, I don't know. But I just wanted to say, nice one. And I wanted to say to my listeners, you know, that this qualification that Zdenek's doing is difficult. And it involves not only a lot of writing about linguistics and teaching methodologies, but also plenty of assessed teaching sessions as well. And it's a difficult course with many challenges and many things to learn. And you can actually listen to Zdenek talking about it all on his podcast in some recent episodes. And you can find the link on the page for this episode. Check out Zdenek's English podcast if you want to. Um, 
And don't forget to join the mailing list for direct access to the page for every episode of my podcast when it's uploaded, and also for any other content that I put up, including any videos that I might start doing with my new camera soon. In fact, I did actually record a video of myself recording the first part of this podcast, the first 10 minutes of the podcast. I did actually record a video of me me doing that. I don't know if I'm going to upload it. I mean, it's like, you know, I look a bit tired in the video and, you know, I've, I, I checked it. I had a quick look at the, the results. I look kind of tired. Um, and um, I suppose the, the reason why, one of the reasons why I haven't done more videos is because, I don't know, really, I, it's, I feel a little bit self-conscious. I'm actually a bit shy. I know it sounds silly, does it sound silly? I don't know, but actually, I feel a little bit shy. And when I when I do a video of myself, I kind of look at the results. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't like it. Oh, you know, uh, not sure. I like the the way it looks, and maybe I'm being too self conscious. I've okay. What the hell? It's stupid. That's you know, I'm 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 grown up now, and uh, there's no need to think like that anymore, is there? No, of course not. So forget about all that stuff. I'm going to put the video up. So actually. If you do visit the page for this episode, you will see, you should see a, a video there, which is only available on the website, of me recording uh, the intro to um, to this episode of the podcast. So the, the first 10 to 12 minutes of this, you can actually see me doing that on video. All right. So check it out. That's for the real fans if you if you want to see, you know, what it looks like when I'm doing a podcast. All right, then. So I'll speak to you again on the podcast soon. Thank you very, very much for listening. And I'll speak to you. As I said, I'll speak to you on the podcast soon. Right. Stop, Luke. You've got to stop. OK, bye then. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.